Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, welcome back to Purple Daily. Matthew Collar and Sage Rosenfels here for another 25 minutes or so. Um, Sage, first, I want to talk about, before we get to how this all applies to the Minnesota Vikings, the journeyman connections to the Kansas City Chiefs' victory are so special to me. They're so wonderful. Number one is your buddy Matt Moore ends up winning a game against the Minnesota Vikings, leading a game-winning drive in that game, played two games, lost one to Aaron Rodgers, and then beat the Vikings, And Ryan Fitzpatrick, on the final day of the season, leads a game-winning drive against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And without those, the Kansas City Chiefs are not a two-seed and do not get to uh, have the the first-round bye that's so important. We know that it's been since 2012, since any team that didn't have the first-round bye even reached the Super Bowl. And so imagine the Kansas City Chiefs would have had to come into this game even more beat up, possibly some injuries, a much harder road. And uh, that's usually you just don't get there because of that. But Matt Moore and Ryan Fitzpatrick played very key roles to the Chiefs getting their Super Bowl victory. And I just think that's amazing. Well, again, like Andy Reid's quarterbacks, whether they're starters like Mahomes or Donald McNabb or the backups. So, the, the, you know, the, the Kevin Cobbs and the A.J. Feelys and Jeff Garcia when yes, he backed Jeff up Garcia. came in. but. It's sort of all about winning about half your games. And, of course, he goes yep. one out of two. Matt Moore does exactly <laughs> what he needs to do. That's the job of these backup quarterbacks for the most part. It's not to be Kurt Warner. The chances of having a Kurt right. Warner guy who comes in, you end up winning the Super Bowl with him, basically just doesn't happen. But if they can keep you in the hunt until a guy like Mahomes comes back, that's the key. Again, going back to the opening night thing, by the way, as I'm sort of wandering around, I run to Chad Henney. Okay. The reason I, I didn't really know Chad, <laughs> Chad Henney, but the reason I even know Matt Moore and I was signed by the, the Dolphins near the end of my career is because Chad Henney got hurt. So those guys are both backup quarterbacks, uh, uh, for the Kansas State Chiefs. And so Henney gets hurt. They sign me. I back up Matt Moore for a couple of weeks, uh, and got to know, you know, got to know Matt, obviously. Henney was around a little bit or, or whatever. So both of those guys, 
uh, you know, journeyman quarterbacks at, at this point. Yep. Uh, both getting Super Bowl rings. And so, yeah, the, the journeyman had its, had its, uh, handprints all over this, uh, Kansas City Chiefs victory. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick and the whole, the, being the Patriots, that was absolutely huge at the end of the season. There's something weird about the Dolphins being the Patriots all the time at the end of the things. year. Yep. It's odd, the oddest deal. But uh, uh, going back to your point that we've talked about on this show, it is really, really hard to win a Super Bowl if you don't have either the one or two seed. Yeah. You don't have to have the one seed, but that two seed is vital. The bye, and then at the minimum, the first game is a home game. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Chiefs get a little bit lucky with the Ravens losing their home right. game yep. and getting to play a second home game uh, in that AFC Championship on the way to the Super Bowl. And that's what changed for me this year because always in the past – and maybe because a lot of my, I don't know, teenage years or early 20 years, there were teams going to the Super Bowl that did not have the top seed. So it was the Giants went 9-7 and seven one year. They win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Packers were a six seed in 2010. They win it. And then the Ravens were the three seed in Steelers, 2012. Steelers, Steelers I feel like. Steelers did against what? Was it Arizona? I think it was Arizona. I think Arizona, like, yeah, like they're like 9-7 yeah. and seven or 10-6 yeah. and six and, 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 and barely beat the Colts on like the, remember the fumble and Roethlisberger tripped the guy yes. or whatever? Yeah, yep, when the yep. bus fumbled. So it happened a lot in those years where I was really paying close attention to the NFL, and my philosophy had always been, well, just get into the playoffs, and you never know what happened. But now, the way that the game has changed a little bit more, and I think skewed more toward offense, and big offenses dominating, like the Kansas City Chiefs, and even the 49ers had overall a dominant offense. And last year, it was the top four offenses that made championship weekend and, and, and on and on and on and on. Recently, that's been the trend. And, and I think that you get more, in a way, more true results out of that when offense is dominating. It's just who's the best usually ends up there. Even when the Eagles make it, they're one of the most dominant passing games in the league overall as a team. And then Foles comes in and operates that to a Super Bowl victory. So now the way I'm looking at next season for the Vikings, Sage, is if you don't have a one or two seed, don't talk to me. Like, it's just not <laughs> like as we go through the That's season. That's a lot to ask. I know. The top four teams, the NFL, basically. But if they're going to be, and we're going to find out here how they look at this, if they're going to be all in again with Cousins and we're going to try to win the Super Bowl just the way they were this year by bringing back Barr, bringing back Griffin, bringing back Rhodes, they really pushed all the chips to the middle of the table. If they show us that again with this offseason, we're not retooling, we're not rebuilding, we're going for it. If you lose four or five games, it's just over. I mean, five or six, seven games. I mean, you're just not going to win the Super Bowl. So I look at it as if you're the Vikings, decide can you be a 13 and three team? Can you be a 12 and four team? Because if you can't, then you better start working toward being that. That's the way I'm looking at this offseason. Well, so the, the the real question is, you know, what do they do with that quarterback scenario? Do they sign Cousins to an extension? Because he's not a great quarterback. He doesn't, like, lift the level of play of everybody around him like this quarterback, you know, did last night. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson does and doesn't have a super unique skill set like a Lamar Jackson does or what Russell Wilson does. I, I, I pulled up the Super Bowl winners from the past, okay? This year, Pat Mahomes, great quarterback. Uh, last year, Tom Brady, l- legendary quarterback. Yep. Okay, before that, the Eagles, Nick Foles, 
they got by on not a sort of quote unquote great quarterback, but he got hot. He yeah, got he hot like great. he yeah. got hot like Eli Manning got hot during his yep. sort of Super Bowl runs. Before that, the Patriots. Before that, the Broncos. And of course, uh, 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 Peyton Manning didn't play great that year, but you know they had an um, amazing defense. Yep. You know that year in a running game, and, and Peyton, he's still Peyton Manning. And Peyton sort of managed the you know to w- way to win those games. Before that, again, Patriots. Before that, Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Then you had the Joe Flacco win. Yep. Again, another scenario where the guy wasn't great, but uh, had a great defense and, and played really, really well in the playoffs and made some, and sort of got lucky that long uh, third down to Jacoby Jones uh, yes. at the Broncos. Yes. So they got a little luck involved. The Hail Mary, yep. Then they go Eli, who got hot. Then they got Packers. Uh, you know, they got Saints, Steelers, Roethlisberger, Giants again, Colts, Steelers. I mean, it's gr- the history of the game. For the most part, great quarterbacks. Yep. And when you go through and you even look at some of the statistics that are really telling on passing games, passing success is the thing that correlates most to getting to and winning the Super Bowl. And the one with the Broncos is a total outlier. I looked this up. Even if you take that one out of it, most of the teams that win the Super Bowl, even with Eli, are right there, top five, top ten passing offenses. And often, as we've gone along, that it's been top two or three that end up. And, and with the Kansas City Chiefs, in terms of expected points added, they were number one in the NFL this year. And no surprise, because they have the best quarterback in the game, and they're probably going to be able to continue to do that. And the conversation that naturally comes up, and I think it's right to reference this, is the way that they get Mahomes is by looking at Alex Smith and saying, we love you, Alex Smith, you win a lot of games, and you're a very, very good quarterback. But it's not a special all-time quarterback. I believe I believe they were in the playoffs. They were. Uh, a couple years in a row, and yep. were they even in the second round? I feel like they were twelve and four with Alex Smith before letting him go. I I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like they were in the playoffs. They they didn't win. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals where it came down to you know, well, Alex they Smith lost to make Tennessee. A play. They blew a lead to Tennessee where Mariota threw a touchdown to himself. Remember that? Oh, that's right, that's right. That was a great that was a great playoff game. But again, they they decided we don't have a great quarterback. We need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And they sort of took a chance, I guess, and and sat him on the bench. And uh, but obviously Andy Reid, he knows his quarterbacks pretty dang well. He also knows how to coach an offensive line. I've always sort of said, you know, I, I think Andy does a great job with offenses and and quarterbacks. But when quarterbacks have really good offensive lines, uh, which the Chiefs generally have to to run and throw the football. Always makes the quarterback a little bit better. You know, Mitchell Schwartz, the right tackle. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. You know, Jeff Schwartz is his brother. He's, he's a sort of, he's big on Twitter. I think he does stuff for the Bleach Report, maybe, uh, some, some random, uh, um, uh, outlets out there. But he, he, the numbers he puts up of like having, you know, 90, I think he has something like 90, uh, uh, drop back passes in the last two games and give up one pressure at yes. the right tackle position. Yeah. I mean, that's an impressive thing to do, but it also helps that the quarterback, makes the lineman better too because you know Mahomes doesn't look like he's super fast but man he gets that team out of trouble a lot ends up running for a couple of key first downs in, in that football game if you want to win a Super Bowl having a great quarterback uh, sure as heck helps to get you there so Alex Smith as a Kansas City Chief 50 and 26 I mean that's really good 102 touchdowns 33 interceptions and a 94.8 quarterback rating we've seen quarterback rating kind of jump a bit and in his final year in Kansas City, led the NFL in adjusted yards per attempt and quarterback rating. 
and took them to the playoffs in 2013, 15, 16, and 17 and won one playoff game. And they decided, you know what? We're probably going to have to pay Alex Smith, which is a big part of the factoring that in. I'm sure that they liked him as a quarterback, but paying him, they said it's not worth it, so we're going to trade up. And on draft day, I would love to go back and look at some of the draft takes because I remember Kansas City overpaid. They moved up and they spent too much. They gave away their whole draft to the Bills. I remember I follow a lot of Bills. Yeah, what, 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 what did they give up for? To I believe up they or... gave up their pick and the next year's first, I think. It's basically two first round draft and picks. And then other stuff too. to probably move up from like in the 20s or something because yep. they were in the playoffs the year before so they gave up a ton to move up and every i mean not everyone but they got a lot of criticism for that and bills fans were thrilled oh look how much we got in the draft for them to move up and yet they have a super bowl now because they got mahomes obviously this applies to the vikings Kirk cousins is a very good quarterback and when you look through his numbers from this year with Kubiak and with Stefanski, he was an excellent overall quarterback statistically. But if you're looking at this from the bigger picture from is he worth 35 to $40 million guaranteed versus someone else who would be a top pick who would be like 8 or $9 million as a quarterback where you could spend all the money in other places, and this place does get free agents to come here too because it's a premier franchise, I, I I mean, if you're asking me right now, would I trade the 25th and the next year's first up to get Tua, even with the hip issue? I think I would just because it's so hard to win when you're paying a quarterback who's just good and not great a huge, huge salary. Yeah, I, I think it does come down to do you think that Cousins can win you these clutch playoff games, right? I mean, if let's say the Vikings were in the Super Bowl last night and we're in the exact same scenario at the end of the first half. All right, Kansas City is going to punt. Minute 40 left on the yeah. clock. You're probably going to get the ball in, at, at the 10-yard line. If that happens, are you think you're going to be aggressive with Kirk Cousins? No, you're not going to be aggressive with Kirk Cousins. You're going to be like, well, you know, if we try to throw the football here, he might throw it to the other team. He might get sack fumbled. We're inside our own 10. Might be a disaster at the end of the first half. They'd probably play it more conservatively. But when you have a great player, a guy like Pat Mahomes, who makes everybody else around them better and really lifts the whole boat of the entire team and the offense, and the team has so much confidence because of their quarterback, it'd be cool if the Vikings could find that player. Obviously, I don't know what they're going to do this upcoming year. I, you got to imagine Kirk Cousins is going to be the quarterback, but where do they go beyond that? Yeah. And if they, and you know, again, going back to Mackey's point that he was talking about on Twitter yesterday, it's sort of, it's sort of the, it is the Alex Smith conversation. The question is, is there a Pat Mahomes out there? Probably not. I mean, I think he's a, he might be a one and he's an all time talent, an all time talent. I, I don't know if the NFL has seen many guys like him before. I mean, he, he throws it like Rodgers in a lot of ways, but he's got better scrambling ability, I think. Um, he has absolutely, he's not nervous at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so confident and I think that, uh, just spreads amongst that, that team. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they had a clip this morning on Sports Center of all like the third and 17s or third and 18s or more that he hit this year. It was one after another. I don't know how many of the Vikings hit on third and, plus 15 or whatever, but it wasn't very many this season. There was like 15 third and super longs that the Kansas City Chiefs hit this year with Pat Mahomes. So if you think about it, the case for moving up and drafting someone else is largely based on uh, can you get someone who is going to be cheap, 
but also very good. You don't need to get Patrick Mahomes, I think, in the NFC. When you look at the landscape of the next few years in the NFC, Rodgers is getting old. Breeze might not even play next year. Matt Ryan's going to retire soon. I don't know what Cam Newton's future is. And Russell Wilson's going to be great for a long time. He's going to be the best quarterback in the NFC. But even Eli Manning is gone. Dak Prescott might be the second best quarterback in the entire NFC. And the Packers, obviously, they're very beatable. It's like the yes. Vikings are the far yes. behind them. We saw in the championship game. Man, they're very beatable. The 49ers, listen, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's better than Cousins. I do. I think he has... Uh, a little bit more clutch in him. I think there was four games this year where he was where they came back yep, in yep. the fourth quarter, mostly on his arm and not just running the football. He made a lot of clutch throws. You saw some great throws last night where his feet aren't set. He's getting pressure. That little halfback option sort of slant they ran. Mm-hmm. That Kirk can't make that throw. He just can't. He's just a guy that needs to be on a sort of balanced platform and, and can't throw balls when his feet aren't set. And so I would take Garoppolo over Kirk in a lot of ways. I know statistically. That, that Kirk has better stats, but as a, as a guy who watches a lot of quarterbacks, that's what I would do. And I bet you Kansas City, they're looking at options at quarterback. I pro, or not Kansas City, I'm sorry, the 49ers. I promise you they're not sitting there going like, hmm. oh yeah, Garoppolo's our guy going forward. I bet you they're looking like, is there something out there we can improve on? Because I think at this point his contract, though it's fairly big, most of the guaranteed money is sort of done. Yeah. If they really want and I don't think they're going to move on from him, no. but if they really wanted to, they could without some huge salary cap hit. But I promise you as they go forward, if there was like a sort of a Pat Mahomes type of guy in the draft that they just loved, that Kyle would go, you know what, this guy is gonna this guy is gonna give us more options than Garoppolo. And so if the 49ers are doing that and they were just in the Super Bowl and I think their quarterback has a little bit more clutch and has a little bit more natural talent and, and ability to sort of make up for some of his offensive line's faults than the Vikings do, you got to think the Vikings should be should be doing the same thing. And, and you think about this, so what is the what is the baseline for what you need to get to if you can build a strong team with the rest of that money enough to go to the Super Bowl? And the Rams were able to do it by spending a bunch of their cash, and they signed someone like Andrew Whitworth, who was a free agent left tackle at the time, and San Francisco signs Richard Sherman. And even though his deal was criticized a little bit, it was still a a big money that they had to spend, and they spent uh, you know a lot of draft capital and stuff like that, but they were able to say, okay, there's this big free agent out there, and we're going to go get them if you sign cousins you can keep some of your own guys but it's really hard to add that big name piece who comes in and changes it if you draft a quarterback who reaches a jared goff level a jimmy garoppolo level a what carson wentz level where it's a very good quarterback and they have a lot of talent they're not necessarily mahomes because nobody is mahomes but that's what i'm thinking in the nfc landscape is if you have only Seven, eight, nine million dollars tied up in your starting quarterback, and you can stack the roster. And we know this front office is good at analyzing talent. They're good at developing talent. Like Anthony Harris is going to get paid a bunch of money, and he was a, a nobody. We've seen that from a bunch of different guys. You can build the roster around that quarterback, but you can make it even stronger than it was this year if you have that money to spend. So it's, it's really in my mind about what threshold do you need to reach with who you draft. The threshold is not Patrick Mahomes. It's not, you, oh yeah, we just need to get the all-time great quarterback. Well, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But 
in the NFC, can you get Dak Prescott level? Can you get Matt Ryan level? I think that you can in the draft, or it's at least possible. Well, yeah, Prescott was a fourth, he was a fourth, fourth rounder. rounder and right? In my mind, it's worth the swing because if you sign up for Cousins for five more years at $40 million a year, even if the cap changes, even if it gives you more space, what you're bringing up I think is extremely relevant. Every Viking fan last night was watching that game and going, oh, Kirk doesn't do that. Kirk yeah. doesn't make that play. Every Viking fan was doing that last night. Even I, you know, early in the ballgame, there was a bootleg, and, and the quarterback had a little pressure, and on those boots, he made some great throws, and, and there was again, you know, those sort of guys in his face. Garoppolo has, I think, the quickest release in the NFL. I mean, the way he can throw the football. Uh, and, and by the way, George Kittle, that catch that was like an inch off the ground, just a phenomenal tight end. Yep, he's a great player. Uh, you know, the Vikings don't have that level of a tight end. He is he's a great player and obviously a great blocker. But the offensive line's weak in the middle a little bit with with the 49ers and they do get pressure in obviously obvious passing situations and when you have that you got to have a quarterback that can make throws flat-footed with a really really quick release and they have that with Garoppolo, but again as as I said, I think they're happy with Garoppolo. But they're also, and I'm just knowing the sort of Shanahan philosophy, they're always looking for somebody that's better. They just are. And, and you go back to the, uh, uh, the Broncos when they had Jake Plummer and they were like in the championship game. And what did they do? They went out and got Jay Cutler because Mike Shanahan really thought Jay Cutler was going to be you know, at a whole nother level. Yep. At least talent-wise, he was. He was a much better thrower than Jake Plummer, and he was had sort of that same athleticism. So I know that I know with the Shanahans, they're always looking to upgrade at that quarterback position, and I bet you the 49ers will will look to upgrade if they can. They yep. probably won't, but again, I think the, the the Vikings should definitely be looking at the future because I don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy long, long term that you want to extend and spend another 30 plus million dollars or whatever it might be. I just don't think he's like the missing link that's going to uh, bring this team over the top, no matter how good, how good the roster is. I don't think that, again, you're going to have to make some clutch plays on your way to the Super Bowl. Mahomes makes a ton of them. Garoppolo made some, some, but you know, Mahomes made, made more and made more at the end. And, and yeah, to go out and try to find Pat Mahomes is impossible. But I do think that there's somebody out there uh, at some point where the Vikings have to find somebody who is the next 10 to 15 year guy. And I don't think Kirk Cousins is that answer. Um, and Gary Kubiak being in charge, a Shanahan guy who at one point their organization, like you said, moved on from even Brian Greasy, who had been good and won games and got them to the playoffs. But they said, well, let's go get somebody else uh, because it's not quite enough. And that's where I wonder what Kubiak's influence is going to be. So, uh, Sage, it's great stuff. I'm really glad that you could come in. Do you know what time it is? What do you mean? Do I know what time it is? It's draft time. Now, oh yeah, it's tape grinding time. Well, I, guess it, who's got to watch quarterback tape? Hey, That's I'm, you. I'm looking forward to it, and well, of course, we'll all have a little bit more times on the weekends now. No more <laughs> yes. college football. Yes. No more what NFL football. Uh, I don't know. We we have to, I, we're forced to watch college and the NBA now. I, I I guess a little bit in baseball. Pitchers and catchers are probably oh, no. uh, you I, know, I showing up people. soon. Those people on Twitter, things. pitchers and catchers reporting whatever number day, whatever. I man. will be in Indy. Uh, <laughs> and are you going to be there? Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah. yeah. There. My think, plane will get there this time, unlike t- last year. Tuesday through Friday, I believe the quarterbacks throw on Thursday. So 
plan on uh, getting a lot of information there and, and really checking out these quarterbacks, hopefully before now and then. Uh, I get to study some of these kids. I know there's obviously there's the, the big names, but there's guys like there's a kid named Love out of Utah Jordan State Love, yep. uh, who people really like and, and people love his athleticism. So, uh, yeah, w- w- I will be studying some of these quarterbacks, get ready for the combine. And then, you know, as they go to their individual workouts and then the draft is usually like the first couple of days of May or at the end of April, that'll be here before we know it. Don't forget free agency. Free that agency. Will be very interesting. Vikings have a ton of things to consider as yeah, they go they, into the offseason. Of course, there's always, you always think about adding free agents, but there's also the aspect of letting go of some yep. expensive guys who haven't lived up to that production. We all know the Vikings have a couple of those guys. So, uh, yes, the Super Bowl just happened. Uh, but just like the both of these teams who just won, I promise you the 49ers are already looking at next year. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs will start looking at next year like tomorrow. right? <laughs> so we're looking at next year, too, and we'll see what the Vikings do in free agency with the draft into the OTAs. And next thing you know, it'll be August, and training camp will be here. All right, great stuff, Sage. Uh, we'll leave you on that. And plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about all off season long, and we will be here every day from 2 to 4 talking football. So we'll hand it off to Mackie and Judd with Ron. Tommy, I know they have thoughts. We didn't get to the halftime show and commercials, but I think that they will. So. <laughs> or or Steve Hutchinson, uh, former yeah, Viking. Yeah, you're right. Well, why don't uh, why don't you just do also the shout out to you know, him. shout out to Steve Hutch and and uh, you know a, a great guard when I was here with Favre, he was our left guard and just a, like one of the strongest offensive linemen uh, that I that I saw uh, over the, my course of journey around the NFL. But uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. And uh, in and sort of a neat Hall of Fame class, but you know Hutch uh, had to wait a couple years. Uh, but I think most people thought that he would get in, and obviously he was really, really good with the Seattle Seahawks, and then uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, and he is now a Hall of Famer. Yeah, very cool. And more offensive linemen need to get in, and I think we'll do a better job of that in the future. Now with numbers like Pro Football Focus, and people are more aware of who those guys are. So, uh, well, I appreciate your time, Sage, as always. Thanks for coming in studio. And we'll hand the ball off now to Mackie and Judd with Rami. We'll catch you tomorrow. Courtney Cronin, Alex Boone will be in then here on Purple Daily. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.